intuition because really that that feeling of being lit up and being really open is what happens that's what our that's our body trying to tell us hey this is all yours like whatever you're thinking about or considering or planning just go because this is definitely for you and then how do we open up to more insight and that just takes curiosity consciousness awareness um and just really having that lovely open mind which you know of course you need an open mind but it's it's more than just being open minded in an earthly sense it's really being open to the higher energies even if you just want to go hug a tree and talk to a mm-hmm. tree i mean that's insight right there and that's love Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this series, we'll be following the stories of inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler, and it is my mission to share these inspiring stories with you so that you too can feel the inspiration to follow your dharma. Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. It is so wonderful to have you here. I am so excited to bring you this episode. It was so amazing. And Chris and I are both Gemini and we spoke a lot. So I decided to split the podcast up into two episodes, part one and part two. So maybe it'll be a little bit easier to listen to. (laughs) But before we dive in, I would just love to share something that came up very recently. So a couple of days ago, It was a new moon in Capricorn, the first new moon of the year, and it was my dear sister's birthday, and we had an amazing camping trip in the Promised Lands in Bellingham in New South Wales, Australia, and it's such sacred, beautiful, beautiful land, and we've had a lot of ceremonies there, and um, yeah, we did a beautiful little plant medicine ceremony, which maybe I'll share about another time, but essentially, a really powerful message came through from that experience, and I channeled it yesterday in I'm not even going to call it a poem because it's not a poem it was just a channeled piece of information so I'd love to share it with you before this episode so here it is there's a fly buzzing around hopefully that doesn't annoy you (laughs) here it is thank you to spend a whole lifetime in suffocation would be terribly sad to spend a moment in suffocation from a life lived in liberation would be a blessing We spend our lives suffocating ourselves with worries, fears, not being enough, not having enough. We want to then die peacefully despite all of this suffocation. We think that a peaceful death, despite a meaningless, stress-filled life, is the ultimate goal, the ultimate truth. But what if to live a life of freedom resulted in suffocation of the ego, squeezing the ego, the I-self, the illusion of separation right out of your soul? The ego would suffocate, no longer able to take the air to breathe to fuel its frantic flames, no longer able to dominate the mind or inhabit your precious human vessel. This would be a process of peaceful surrender, of the knowingness that no matter what happens, no matter in which way that your physical body will inevitably exit this plane, you will reconnect back to source, proud of having lived out your dharma, of having lived out a life rich in purpose, meaning, and deep, unconditional love. 
so there it is folks i just felt really really cool to share that with you and actually my beautiful twin flame suggested that i share it and there it is i felt okay i really will trust that guidance i don't know if you heard that crazy thunder in the background then wow it's been really really um intense mother earth is really making her presence known which is beautiful so anywho that was a little side note so this episode with chris is amazing i must say so chris is a spiritual author she has an amazing book out at the moment following the call of your intuition she has a number of oracle cards out she has a number of soul to soul conversation cards which blow my mind that's actually how i connected with chris so I was at one of my favorite little spiritual shops in Bellingham and I saw these cards, they're almost like oracle cards, but they're called soul to soul. I think 56 cards to inspire soulful conversations. And that's what I've been using now at the beginning of my episodes to really kick start off the interviews because it just takes you so deep. And I've been so in love with them. I've been using them on everyone I meet. And I thought, I need to find this lady. Like, she's obviously amazing so i found her i found a website i found her on instagram and i just sent her a little message i wasn't sure if she'd read it or not but um she responded with so much love and so much grace and yeah we we recorded we recorded this podcast pretty soon after so it was really really cool to dive in with chris find out how these cards came about her whole journey of transitioning from a freelance writer to a spiritual author And Chris also shares with us the power of speaking your truth. She shares her spiritual journey. She talks about the golden age and the awakening that is happening collectively on the planet right now. We also dive into a little bit about her new book and the difference between intuition, instinct, and insight. And she provides some lovely tips of how we can really tune into these subtle differences. She also shares about how we can discern the voice of our ego versus our intuition, how we can choose love over fear. She also shares about the power of community, finding our tribe, boundary setting oh my goodness so many beautiful topics and i'm so so excited for you to hear part one of the conversation so enjoy guys (laughs) (laughs) so chris welcome to doing it for the dharma i'm so so honored to have you here it's truly a blessing and the first question i would love to ask you is what does dharma mean to you well dharma means am i getting this right like a right way of living according to say the cosmos or the cosmic truth see for me that always means um living according to what's already in my soul because my soul just represents the cosmos and in order to find that i go straight through my heart space so for me living it living according to my dharma is really honoring my heart every day wow that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> and my new addition to my podcast episodes have been thanks to you unknowingly. And I like to now start off uh, these interviews with your soul to soul cards. And we're totally going to dive into that soon. But yeah, this is so, so cool. <laughs> so I pulled a little card. I haven't looked at it. But we'll see. For the listeners, we're gonna we're gonna explain this all very soon. But this is the question of the soul to soul deck that you made. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, so the question is, D 
Do you notice the energy in and around you? In what ways are you protective or conscious of your energy? Hmm. I do notice the energy quite often, not all the time. Um, I'm very conscious of the energy within me, how that feels, how that's playing out. I notice the energy around me. I'm constantly, you know, like opening windows and going for a walk and burning some sage and just to shift things if I need to, or just resting in the beautiful energy if there already is a beautiful energy. Yeah, I do. I really do notice the energy. I've become a lot less protective of myself over the years. I think as we all evolve on our spiritual path, we all realize that, you know, when you are just soaked in love, there's no need for wrapping yourself up and zipping yourself and getting in a bubble because it just disconnects you from other people. I think when you're going through a really hard time with health um, or your energy is really no really low and you need to really nourish yourself in that protective energy i think it's such a great thing to really um take care of yourself in that way but day to day for me i'm not very protective i really do my damnness just to tune into love and to feel love and to be that bright expression of light that i am that we all are because i know that that's um basically it's i mean love is everything love is our greatest protector our greatest guide our greatest connector our greatest everything it holds us together it's who we are so by i mean that's dharma right just following the heart letting the love flow kind of you can't really go wrong can you that's just going to take you exactly where you need to go on your journey each day wow <laughs> i love that so much that's so beautiful and i really really resonate with what you're saying how yeah love is absolutely everything and we're just bringing everything back to love and I, I think that's really interesting point that you made there that you're not protecting your energy because you're like when you're coming from that space of love there is no need for protection because that comes from the love within itself wow that's so cool thank you so much for sharing that and um for the listeners let's just explain like what these cards are all about and we'll dive into your whole journey of, of how you got to where you are and all of the amazing things that you're going. But I would just love you to explain these, this soul to soul deck, if you feel called. Yeah, I'd love to. About six years ago, um, I was pregnant with my baby girl, who's now, what is she, five and a half. And I came across these conversation cards in a magazine and I thought, you know, like, why isn't anyone writing anything that's really soulful, that really connects people who um, either they just want to play and have fun with these cards, or they really want to get to know someone. I had no idea the life that these cards would take, like their own life, their own way of connecting people. It was just such an extraordinary moment. Uh, and I realized straight away that uh, that was obviously going to be me. So <laughs> I wrote these cards with the help of some beautiful sisters. We all just poured um, our energy into writing these 56 questions. I wanted them all to be really different, really unique and really inspiring that people would want to share from them because they weren't like crazy spiritual but also they weren't there was there was a few card decks out there that for me were great for the everyday for the people who weren't trying to break um the ice on a soul level so yeah so when i wrote these i just had no idea how they would come to be and eventually i sent them to um uh, affirmations publishing house who are in bellingen 
<laughs> um, and they actually replied, it was, it was in December, how funny that I sent it to them. And they replied in January and I kind of almost fell over because they wanted to publish them. And they made, as you can see, they made the most beautiful deck of cards out of these questions that I had dreamed into being. And as soon as they were out in the world, I had friends um, who were like, even business coaches saying, oh, I use these all the time with my clients. It's how we kick off every session. And then other people saying, oh, I use these at the dinner table or at the breakfast <laughs> table with my kids. My kids love them. I'm thinking kids love them. Like I really, I had no idea the expansive way these were going to take off. And then I've had so uh, many other beautiful stories of how people have really connected to these and then my beautiful publishing house decided that they wanted to create some more cards. So the next dream I had was to create a set of affirmation cards. So they're called daily affirmations. They're not around anymore. They, they had their life. They were bold and bright and stunning. <laughs> and again, I still get stories about how people are using them. Just like one each morning with their cup of tea. And I just, it's just so perfect. And then after that, um, we were dreaming in some more and then just over a year ago they printed um, a, a deck of abundance cards to really help people to manifest in just such a joyful and positive way like no stress just know and believe who you are your birthright is total worthiness and love and um, bliss abundance all of it really <laughs> from finance to health to everything in between you know uh, mm. and they also published an oracle deck which is so crazy that I have an oracle deck out it's called love and light and it's stunning it's just so stunning and so that's the kind of, I really wanted to create a deck of cards that didn't have a like a, an accompanying booklet I just wanted the card to have the message so that people could just flip out a card, read the message, know what they needed, put it up on their altar or their fridge or their mirror or <laughs> their diary. And that was their message to carry with them for the day. So I have been so blessed to have these four sets of cards out with Affirmations Publishing House. What a dream. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. And I feel so excited to, to hear that little background of the story of how it came to you because I also have been in contact with like some cards that have deep questions, but they were never like so soulful, right? They never went that deep in, in more of a spiritual realm. So as soon as I saw them, I was like, oh my God, I need to get these cards and literally like every friend sister brother I connect with here I'm like okay let's do these cards and and wow they, they provide such powerful deep and meaningful conversations so I'm really grateful I'm just curious are they still around yeah the soul to soul are uh yeah. that they, they, they are still around even though they were the mm. first so there's a few I don't think there's a whole lot available but I mean I've I've seen them even in Byron I've seen them at a couple of shops there so wow. yeah that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny little story. I went to go buy another deck for a sister of mine who was going back home and, and has some tricky relationships with her family. And I thought it'd be really nice for her to take these and, and go deeper. And when I got there, the last deck had sold out. And I was like, no, someone got it. And then I get back to the, the, the homestay that I'm living at. And our other roommate who's volunteering here is like, hey, look what I bought today. And it was <laughs> <laughs> she got it for her sisters so the love's still being shared around which is absolutely beautiful but yeah that's amazing 
It's so funny. And there's so many ways in which you can use them. And I think just having the power of conversation, like this is what changed the world, changes the world, you know, like getting people to think deeper and, and that Aquarian age vibe of like, okay, let's connect on a higher level as community and seeing ourselves as one rather than like these separate entities. So mm. That's really, really cool, Chris. Um, I'm an absolute awe. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious of like your whole journey of how you, you entered into this space and this realm, if, uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing of, of, of how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, sure. I uh, left school thinking I was going to be a jazz musician at a smoky bar in Paris. That was the dream. <laughs> I ended up with a bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology, which was a surprise to everyone really. But my curiosity with people has always been 10 out of 10. So strong. I love people watching. I love engaging with people. I, I, I just love helping people. And so uh, I spent quite a few years working in hospitality, eventually um, landed a role on a magazine called Real Living Magazine, which is a really stunning Australian interiors mag. And I mean, it's so much more than interiors. And I was the beauty and health editor there for three years. So I got to learn, really hone my writing skills, also really hone my interviewing skills. And that was the one thing that I realized that was pretty much the highlight of my day. If I got to interview anyone, like anyone, I just wanted <laughs> to pick up the phone and call someone and talk about, you know, something, whether it was as frivolous as, you know, lip gloss or whether it was deep and meaningful as health and health journeys and wellness. When um, that job was made redundant, I ended up on this incredible freelance writing journey, which just was so much fun. Um, in that journey, I had two kids and I was so blessed to be able to work from home, to work when I needed to work, to still do really cool interviews. I My spiritual journey had begun like many years before, but I was kind of keeping it quiet because, you know, everyone thought I was a bit woo when I would <laughs> talk about how much I crave tarot cards and, and all those fun things. You know, I kind of got out of the blue one of the editors that I was writing for asked me to write a piece on shamanic healing which I had heard about but I didn't quite understand and now this is about um eight years ago and I interviewed this incredible woman who became a mentor of mine uh, and I got to understand shamanic healing from there my writing just took this whole new level I was already done with writing about the world of beauty because it was just so <laughs> It, to me, it just seemed so strange that I would be writing about, you know, products without integrity. And I really didn't have a choice sometimes as to what I would write about. And my whole vibe is very stubbornly, intuitively mine. I need to really mm, align with whatever it is I'm writing about. I can't just turn it off. I wasn't one of those journalists who could just write about what needed to be done for the sake of the advertiser or for the sake of, you know, what people need to, or what people supposedly need to hear according to a particular idea from, you know, an editor. So it was really, I was so blessed that I got to start to choose these really spiritual things to write about. And that was really how I got to, um, gain a deeper understanding of spirituality, what it meant to be spiritual, live spiritually and heal 
I was on a, a really deep healing path, healing from anxiety and depression. And so to have these spiritual people that I was connecting with and these habits and rituals that I was beginning to really uh, infuse into my life, everything just started to really shift for me. And so then after my daughter was born, the cards came along and my writing really became quite focused on the spiritual realm, but also wellness. I like to keep it as holistic as I can. Um, and then eventually I knew that I just, I had to start writing books. I love having this card range out. It was so amazing to start with that, but now I'm so blessed to have a published book as well. So dreams just keep coming true. I just <laughs> keep trusting and keep following what I'm here to do and, you know, following that Dharma. Mm, that's so amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so inspiring because that is the whole intention of this podcast. So, so people can realize that they too can, can follow their passions, their bliss, their dharma and, and live it out. You know, like it's, I feel like sometimes we have in our minds like, oh, these dreams are so big, but really if we just do the little things like start off small, then it just continues to snowball. So that's really empowering for you to share. And I'm just curious, what were the, the major challenges that you were facing while you were transitioning into a more holistic lifestyle and more of a spiritual path in terms of your work? In terms of my work, um, I guess I found that speaking my truth in a spiritual sense, well, I guess truth is always spiritual, isn't it? There is no unspiritual truth. <laughs> truth is truth. But I really found that the more I spoke my truth, the more I found that I really, I was coming up against some blocks that back then I had no idea that they were past life blocks or that they were ancestral blocks. I really, really had no clues. And I think a lot of people at the beginning of their spiritual journey, they come up against the whole, well, I can't say that. I can't write that on social media. I can't follow that dream. That's too scary. It's too wild. It's too out there. It's not safe and secure as my you know, job with my steady income. And I honor people with those jobs because there's nothing wrong with having those jobs at all. It's just, if our heart is really pulling us in a different direction to either add to that job or to take a leap of faith and which as you say so perfectly it's just step by step there is no huge leap of faith that's just going to rip you out of one world and into another the next day if that's what you don't want to do you just take step by step every single day you make a plan you write it down you move towards it and it life will open up to you because you're following your heart and your truth so for me I guess it was the unknown uh, and it was all these blocks, but thankfully I had some really amazing mentors and teachers and psychics and healers on my side and I would just tap into them one by one and I could feel, oh wow, okay, so the reason why I, I stumble with this particular expression or I stumble connecting with people or I stumble finishing my book or the reason why I find it so hard to um, well, the reason why I'm procrastinating at the moment is because I'm scared of this. I think that's always been the hardest part for me uh, because we're not meant to do this alone. There are so many people in our soul families, our star families, healers and mentors who we may have healed and mentored in past lives. You know, many times there's this exchange that's waiting for us. And if we can really give ourselves to that and to that process, then we get to really unravel what isn't of our highest truth? What isn't 
for our highest good and we get to rise and shine in a way that feels quite easy and graceful in the end. Um, so that was me for my personal path. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. That's really, really inspiring to hear because I think this topic of speaking our truth and being in, an, in our authenticity is, is very present energetically right mm. now. And just so for the listeners, because it might sound a bit strange, like speaking your truth, like what does that actually mean to you to speak your truth or to live your truth? I think it's really important to give voice to what is, you know, inside of our soul, which is in the higher realms. The higher you go, the, the, the deeper within you go. And the more you meditate, the more you will find this feeling in your soul because the soul and the heart, the intuition, they don't use words. It's just a feeling because you're going so deep and so high at the same time. In order to bring that into this third dimension, you know, we're still in the third dimension. We may be accessing this, of course, we're accessing this fifth dimensional love. That's what this whole golden age, this global awakening is for. It's really exciting. We're still here in the third dimension. And in order to bring that into being, to bring our truth, awaken it in our lives, it's not so much who we're telling, you know, why we're telling them. We're not telling other people what to do. That's not what speaking truth means to me. For me, it just means giving voice to that knowing within that is directing us. And even if we're just advising people around us what we're up to next, if, even if it's sharing on social media, even if it's, you know, like, of course, a lot of us struggle in being completely honest with, say, our parents um, who are, for the large part, especially our grandparents stuck in the old paradigm. And that's perfectly okay because the way they were brought up was so intensely patriarchal and limiting. But here we are in 2020 and what a blessing it is to be alive. And in order to speak our truth, if it's really difficult for you, again, I really honor that because there, many of us have had so many past lives here. We have been, you know, shut down and boxed up and, you know, killed for speaking our truth. So yes, there's going to be some kind of tangible reaction to to when we actually want to speak up, whether it's political, whether it's spiritual, whether it's personal, whether it's ideological or whether it's just speaking up for mother earth, you know, like we all have a way of saying, no, this is what we are here for. This is what we are here to do. And I think using the voice is just such a powerful way of really, um, yeah, bringing that into being, bringing our Dharma into the everyday and really breathing life into it. Mm, that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that wisdom. Ah, so many golden nuggets in there. I was like, oh, I love this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like on this topic as well, I feel that speaking our truth kind of goes hand in hand with boundary setting and really honoring our truth through the boundaries that we set within our own relationships and and something that's come up for me recently is a realization that maybe is helpful to the listeners is that the importance of saying no so powerful i feel like i've become very good at saying no but what i have become very good at is saying no without the explanation you know like oh no i'm sorry i can't do this because of xyz and then 
then you're explaining yourself rather than just honoring that no and that truth, you know? And even in the flip side, even just agreeing to do things like, for example, if I can use this example, when we were messaging on Instagram, um, I typed up this whole message like, oh, hey, Chris, do you mind if we do it at 12 because I'm volunteering at this guest house and then my hours are this is, and then I was like, why am I explaining myself? And I just deleted the whole message and was like, can we do it after 12? And it was like, that easy do you know what i mean and it's clear and concise so that also in a way i feel is just speaking your truth without having to just explain everything away yeah i totally hear you with that i know that a lot of people say no is a complete sentence and i'm not the kind of person to just say no because sometimes that feels a little bit awkward <laughs> <laughs> you know a little bit kind of of course there is a time and a place to just say no and that's mm. absolutely necessary but quite often um explaining yourself without justifying yourself or explaining yourself without you know from a place from an intention of love rather than intention of like fearful or um like unworthiness or mm. just to explain yourself really gently in a way that doesn't feel like you're giving something away like my husband always says to me why do you always write please like, why do you write please and everything? I'm like, well, it's just really polite. I always write please and thank you to everyone. And he says, yeah, but you don't need to. Like, mm. people get your intention. You don't always need to say please and you don't need to justify and you don't need to. So I'm, I'm like you, I'll write something and then I'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> How can I make this a little bit more succinct? Because I don't need to be going there. Mm, definitely. And I feel like I love your husband saying that because it's such like the divine masculine energy, you know, to be like direct and assertive. And it's kind of like almost the wounded feminine who wants to heal and oh, is everything okay? And please, sorry, can I, you know, like, yeah, I think it's really, really beautiful that we're slowly like beginning to melt into these more divine expressions of the femininity or the masculinity. Mm. within the world which is really cool but um I'm super curious sorry I'm I'm Gemini so my mind just like oh my god I had a feeling you were <laughs> I had a feeling I was like I gotta ask her at the end oh my god I love it I thought okay she's a writer she's doing this 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 yeah. this this must be Gemini okay yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so like online's just gonna zip all over the place, which might be annoying for the listeners, but if they've listened to enough of my episodes, that's just how I do. Um, but that's really cool. But I know that you mentioned, yeah, you have a book out and, and I think I saw on your Instagram, so it's something about intuition, right? So if you'd love to share that. Ah, you got uh, it here. Call of, the call of intuition. Wow, how to recognize and honor your intuition, instinct, and insight. Oh, and you know what I love? That you have the hummingbird on the front. I love that. To me, it has such a beautiful meaning. My beautiful twin flame, his spirit animal is a hummingbird, and, and it keeps showing up. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I need to read this book. Yes, if you'd love to share, share about this, this baby of yours. Yeah, this is a baby. This this had a, a three-year three gestation, this gorgeous thing. So I um, was blogging and I, love, I loved blogging because it gave me my own voice on my own platform. Uh, at the same time, I was freelance writing, but I really needed to find my niche or to find something. Anyway, I realized one day that the thread that runs through everything I write, but because I'm a Gemini, right? So I just like, ah, oh, one day I'm writing about parenting. The next day I'm writing about mindfulness. Next day I'm writing about 
healthy omega-3s, like I'm all over the place, quite happily all over the place. Um, mm. But I really, I discovered one day that the thread that runs through everything I write about is intuition because I want people to think through everything for themselves to have a feel into what I'm, what they're reading, whether it's my words or someone else's and intuitively know if it's aligned with their truth, if it's right for them, if this is the best thing for them. So I realized I had been doing that all these years, kind of unconsciously, not really knowing I couldn't have put that into words, but as soon as I decided I wanted to start writing eBooks, I realized this and I thought, wow. So once I wrote an ebook, which is still on my website, it's just a really cute little introduction to intuition. Um, I needed to write more because I was researching this thing called intuition and it suddenly it was becoming a lot more tangible than I thought it was. And as you read out before, it's about the difference between intuition, instinct and insight. So I discovered that we have a gut instinct, which is completely separate from our hearts intuition which is also completely separate from our mind's psychic insight we're all psychic and we're all intuitive and all three of these guides that are within and around us they all work together of course but they've come from three different places psychologically they're related to you know insights related to the conscious mind intuitions related to the subconscious mind instinct comes from the unconscious mind so it was so fun to really explore these three and discover how do they work like what makes them tangible how can people feel this because i feel it so how can people feel that restrictive um, awkwardness of when your instinct is trying to tell you no back off that's wrong for you don't go there don't take that trip don't hang out with that person that relationship isn't right that food isn't right you know it's like it's always on and then how does it feel for people to really tune into that expansive um, heart intuition because really that that feeling of being lit up and being really open is what happens that's what our that's our body trying to tell us hey this is all yours like whatever you're thinking about or considering or planning just go because this is definitely for you and then how do we open up to more insight and that just takes curiosity consciousness awareness um and just really having that lovely open mind which you know of course you need an open mind but it's it's more than just being open-minded in an earthly sense. It's really being open to the higher energies, even if you just want to go hug a tree and talk to a mm -hmm. tree. I mean, that's insight right there and that's love. So it was really fun to explore these three. And then I got to write a six-step process for people to really connect deeply, deeply with their uh, inner universe, as I call it. And that is just to is just to um, to breathe and to surrender. Um, that's like the first step. Then, um, okay, now I've just tripped myself up. That is so funny. <laughs> it's all good. Is it in the book? Breathe and then surrender. Then you connect because once you've surrendered your expectations and judgments. And once you've taken a deep breath, really, that's when you are in a place to fully connect to your intuition. Mm. And once you've connected in, just trusting what you hear, really honoring it by doing the thing that you know you need to do mm. and then nourishing yourself. So those are my six steps. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. It was so great to write. It only came out um, what six weeks ago. 
Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So she's pretty new, but it's just been so fun, the journey that I've had with her. Mm, that's so exciting and it's, it's literally come at the perfect timing as well as you know earlier you mentioned the great awakening and I briefly mentioned the Aquarian age like and I feel like with COVID and everything that's happening within the world this is really giving people the opportunity to be like oh there, there's more to life than just my nine to five job that I hate but I'm doing anyway and I really feel that a lot of people are diving into things they never would have usually dove into and I feel like that's kind of like creaking in that little bit of light where they have that space to deeply explore within themselves and I think so many people right now are really wanting the guidance of how can they yeah connect and attune more to your intuition so I think that's really beautiful that okay did you say it took three years to write is that what you said yeah. well obviously like it needed to come out now when like most of the world is open to receiving it Right. Which is- yeah, I feel like there's been a really big year, for, like you say, for people just to get home, find out what matters to them, get really grounded. And, you know, there is just so much, the media right now is so intense. And if that is mm-hmm. one example that can help people just to listen within more than they listen to mm. what's around them, especially the media. And I think a lot of people are getting sick with the media. They're, they're really seeing through. I mean, that's what awakening is, right? It's just being conscious of um, the illusion, conscious of the fear, conscious of the games that people are playing so that they can really trust themselves. And so I really do believe that the book came out at the perfect timing just to help people um, really anchor in that trust to know that they know themselves and they can trust whatever it is that they feel they need to do. Yeah. Mm beautiful thank you and and obviously the listeners can read a copy of your book but just as a a little takeaway for now I feel that from what I hear from from sisters from people who attend my workshops and classes that they have these intuitive messages but they find it really hard to discern the voice of their intuition and the voice of the ego and how do they know which is which and then how do they trust it so if you if you'd like to offer a little bit of advice on that I think that'd be really cool yeah I get asked that question a lot and you know quite often the voice in your head is the ego and the feeling that doesn't have a specific voice is your intuition because primarily that intuition speaks to you without words. I mean, your subconscious mind doesn't use words to speak to your conscious mind. It uses dreams, visions, sensations, feelings, and knowing that's your intuition right there. So Mm. when you're meditating or when you're sleeping and you're getting this uh, understanding of something that you are searching for, or maybe you're not searching for it, but quite often the ego wants to then justify why that's a really crap idea or the ego wants to come in and play that put the spiritual hat on and say actually the most spiritual thing I could do right now is this and you know that that's your ego because it comes from a place of fear mm. if you want trying to be more spiritual that's 100% ego there's, <laughs> there's no such thing in the world of love so when you're listening to the voices in your head really get clear on what are the voices that are coming from love and what are the voices that are coming from fear And that's the easiest way to discern, okay, if love is speaking to me right now, what would it say? And if you write it down, it actually makes it really clear of of 
if that's from love or if that's from fear. It's always your own voice because quite often what we're doing is the ego is just bringing up old voices from the past, childhood voices, parents, carers. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You know, you shouldn't wear those kinds of clothes. You shouldn't hang out with those kinds of people. But the ego likes to trick us. And so it will up level at every stage if we can, if we continue to listen. And yet love is just always there. It's, it's, it's the same. It's, it's always been there in our entire lives, that feeling of love and expansion. That's the intuition. So that would be my advice. And I know that sounds tricky at first, but keep journaling through it every day and you'll actually get really clear. And then the ego won't be able to trip you up by putting on some super special outfit that makes it look like, you know, <laughs> it's the voice of your guides or, it's, you know, it's the voice of heaven or, um, yeah. And I, I do really feel that that's such an important step for people because once you get that love would never ask anything of you that makes you uncomfortable. Once you get that love is just always there to love you and not judge you ever, not even for a second, then you really get that that presence, that intuitive presence that is always within you is just always there to guide you in a very sort of understated simple calm way mm. oh sister <laughs> that was amazing and and i absolutely love that you you brought up this theme of choosing love over fear because i swear that is my mantra that is in my head love 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 like because it is a choice at the end of the day but especially in the world in which we're currently living in with all this energetic shifting and awakening how can people or how from your own perspective what do you think people can do to move away from fear and towards love because it is just easy to be like choose love and not fear but it's like okay yeah but like easier said than done so like are there any practices that you've implemented that have really helped you along your journey to moving towards that path more anything you can offer yeah for sure like more nature less screens i mean that'll just do it for you every single time <laughs> if that's the only shift that you make every day is to delay the time in the morning that you check your social media or your emails by an hour which sounds a lot so you can build up to it if that sounds crazy but if you can wake up and have a whole hour even if you're on your own or with your kids or with your dog or by the beach or just sitting on the grass or looking out at nature or listening to a meditation, then you will find that you start the day so much calmer and that's the presence of love. And then again at nighttime, if you can do something outside or in the afternoon and turn off your phone really early, like as early as possible, like just airplane mode, put it away, can't see it, can't touch it. <laughs> Don't put the TV on unless you're watching something really uplifting on Gaia and yes. really tune into the possibilities of what is available right now because stepping into this golden age, things are getting very, very messy on a global scale. And it's very obvious. Everything looks like it's breaking down because it is for a good reason. But some people see that as everything is going wrong and there is no end game, but there is an end game. Like mm -hmm. love has already won. We're just cleaning stuff up and the cleanup is going to look really messy. So you do your bit, you serve in your way, you help out in your community. I mean, that's why the lockdowns, we need to get in touch with our community, with the, with the beautiful lands that we're borrowing, that we're visiting and get in touch with the original tribes of the world. That's why this has happened. There's a divine plan to all of this. 
But if you're tuning into the political sagas, mm. you're tuning into what is going wrong in the world, what is breaking down, it's really great to be aware of some of these things some of the time. I'm not saying go out and be ignorant. That doesn't help. Um, then that's kind of what plays on your mind a lot. But if you can really tune out of that, be very mindful of where your energy goes, where your focus goes, and then just bring in all the love that you can, whatever makes you feel so uplifted and good. So have a conversation every week or every day with the people who really lift you up and light you up. Start mm. a, an online circle if you can't meet in person. Start an online circle. Meet with people who really speak to um, your highest self, who speak to the greatest version of you and uh, mm. do what do what helps you to feel really loved you know just, it, and it comes down to the food that you eat as well but i think the biggest thing is if we can really get out into our communities and get out and just love nature so mm. hard and appreciate her she is awakening too so her energy is getting really intense if you can just go lie on the grass for a few minutes <laughs> and then wow. just stay off those screens <laughs> mm, beautiful thank you so much for sharing that and and as you mentioned community well that some people might be listening especially in europe everything's locked down again We're like well how can we see our community blah, blah, blah. but like again with the theme of the aquarian age and obviously the the aquarian energy embodying the being the outsiders and being more technical technologically advanced and being more community-based we can we can take community online and i just love to share i've, I've shared with you already I think over the phone when we spoke but just to share with the listeners is an idea um so with your beautiful soul to soul cards I made a whatsapp group with all of my soul family and they're all poets and singers and dancers and yogis and creators and I called it creative space on the whatsapp group and I said okay this is a group for us where we're not gonna chit chat and, and take up each other's time and notifications this is a place where we're going to express our creativity and just share and just fully see one another and support one another in that creative process and so every week I either record a little video or just take a picture and I pull one of your beautiful cards and then each person well, it's either their choice whether they want to answer or just witness and receive, but each person answers that question in their own way. So that might be through a song, that might be through a poem, through art, dance, spoken word, a story, or whatever it is. And it's just such a beautiful way to really connect and tap in and keep keep that love flow, flowing, like through the community, through the ether, through the internet realms. And um, yeah, I really, really encourage the listeners to to create that space for them to really dive deep and can continue supporting one another in love. And even if necessarily they don't get your cards, whatever it is, like coming up with any other ideas. So I really love that that focus there on community because at the end of the day, human beings are social creatures, right? Like we die if we're alone. So we forget, we forget how important tribe is. And I, I love that you brought that up. It's really cool. Yeah, that's a really good point. Online has changed so much to connect with people online and um, whether you're sharing a conversation, Reiki, meditation, like just holding space for people to connect. It's so powerful. And yes, it doesn't replace what you need in person. And yes, for people who are separate from their community physically, I mean, that's all going to come back. And yet you can dream that into being now. You can decide, do you want to have community gardens? You know, do you want to use your local hall for, um, 
you know, watching documentaries every week and learning about what you need, you know, what Mother Earth is trying to teach us or uh, showcasing local art and talent, you know, like, so being in Byron Bay, I really get how lucky we are here. We don't have many restrictions and we can gather in small numbers, but we are still dreaming. What is it? What is the future? How do we celebrate each other? Everyone who lives here, you know, and we have a big Bali connection from Byron to, from Byron Bay to Bali. There's a lot of people who live in Byron who love traveling to Bali. And although we miss Bali a lot, it's also, you know, well, this is our priority right here. And how do we focus like really 100% focus on who we are, where we live and what we need to thrive. Mm, mm. Beautiful. And in what, in what ways do you involve yourself with the community in Byron? Well, I've got a weekly meditation group that I really love. There are a couple of communities around that I'm connected with that I learn so much from. I make really beautiful friends from, you know, when we meet in our little groups here and there. Um, there's a lot of, I've just been so blessed in the kind of friendships that I've met. I mean, it is Byron Bay. So you are going to get <laughs> some pretty incredible people and healers and the rest, right? But I have been so blessed with those kinds of people. So to be able to um, help other people through, you know, whether it's just looking after the moms who are having new babies, whether it's meditating with people, there are just so many, I guess, little things that we do each week and the people that we learn from as well. And I love that exchange of energy, you know, because my, my husband was learning a lot about growing syntropic gardens. We've started this new veggie patch. It's so exciting. But we're also holding, you know, meditation nights here so that we can teach people how to meditate deeper and how to, like we were talking about before, just focusing on that love. How do we focus on our inner world and stay true to love? So... That's the beautiful dance that I find around here, the energy exchange with other people that's just so gorgeous. There we have it. That was the end of part one of Chris's story. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. So the next episode, obviously I will be posting part two with Chris where we dive into so many other more amazing topics such as transcendental meditation, working as a mentor for women, soul connections, twin flame connections, Chris explains the twin flame theory, and the spiritual power of having children. So it was such a juicy, rich second part of the conversation, which I'm so, so excited to be sharing with you soon. And also a little reminder, my 2021 Soul Alignment online ceremony is available on my website. And basically it's, uh, it's almost like a workshop that you can really take at your own pace and allow yourself to really dive deep into what it is that your soul actually wants in this lifetime. And I share the theory of the different states of consciousness that we have from the 3 to 4D to the 5D states of living, how we can tap more into this 5D energy of unconditional love, of community and connection. There's a few guided meditations in there. It comes with a 16 page PDF guidebook with all of the rituals in detail and so much more. So definitely check it out if you feel called to and I will see you next time. So much love everyone.